Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee completed his comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible before going to be with the Lord in 1997, and we are pleased to bring you recorded excerpts from the Life Study of Colossians on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's Life Study. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, that all things have been created in Christ, through Christ, and unto Christ. This must mean that Christ is the very Creator. Yet He is also called the firstborn of all creation. Now here is a mystery. Is He the Creator, or is He the creature? Ron Kangas has joined us as we explore a magnificent portion of Scripture, uh, full not just of mystery and perplexity, full of the most marvelous and profound revelation of Christ. Welcome back, Brother Ron. I'm glad to be here to fellowship on this most marvelous and profound revelation of Christ. Chris, that's just what it is. Ron, from our very first program on Colossians, which you and I did together, we mentioned Witness Lee's contention that no other book in the Bible reveals Christ so fully as this book, Colossians. I think this message again today is going to confirm that in a resounding fashion. I'm deeply impressed, Ron, by all of the short uh, but profound and magnificent phrases that Paul uses in this book regarding Christ. I've jotted down a couple of them here. He is all and in all. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead, uh, the image of the invisible God, and so on and so on. It's really full of remarkable utterances, isn't it? It is, and we would encourage our readers to read Colossians again in this light, Uh, Chris, at this point, almost uh, in an anecdotal way, I'd just like to make a comment. Uh, You mentioned Brother Lee's contention that Christ is revealed in Colossians as he is revealed in no other book. Brother Lee himself had to learn this, and he learned it through the ministry of our brother Watchman Nee. Mm -hmm. In 1934, when Brother Nee had a conference on the centrality and universality of Christ— Brother Lee was there, and Brother Watchman Nee asked Brother Lee to polish the notes he took from those messages, and they were printed. The reason I mention this is that this is something we all need to learn concerning Christ. We all need to see, and we all need help. Our Brother Lee received help from Brother Nee, and then he progressed in his knowing and experiencing of Christ. And so now he can help us to see from the Word. Once we have the help, then we go to the Word and we go to the Lord. And lo and behold, we see a Christ who is most marvelous and profound. He's the reality of every positive thing. We can see why Paul used such elevated utterances to unveil him to us, Uh, a wonderful Christ 
uh, inexhaustible, indescribable, unsearchably rich, universally vast, yet so available to be our life and to be everything to us in our experience. Uh, Mm. It's just marvelous. It really is. Okay, we want to focus today, Ron, a verse that you and I had uh, touched just briefly uh, a couple of days ago when we were together, and that's verse 15. Let me read it again for those who are not familiar. This verse says, Who, referring to Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And this verse is equally profound uh, in its expression with the others that we mentioned because it brings together two really tremendous thoughts, but two thoughts that seem very divergent in what they reveal regarding Christ. Yet this short verse blends these two things, Ron. Uh, Give us just a very quick introduction before we join Witness Lee. Well, we have the, the image of the invisible God indicating that Christ is the very God, Christ the expression of God the Great. That's in his deity. But we had the expression, the firstborn of all creation, which we understand in relation to Christ's humanity. We want to make this very clear. We're not saying that this applies to him in his deity as if he were at any point born or brought forth by God. But in creation, he, as a creature, because in his humanity Mm -hmm. he was a creature, he's the firstborn, he's the preeminent one. What we will see in this program, we have to admit, is an unconventional view but it's certainly orthodox and scriptural to the ultimate. But this view is based upon the revelation of Colossians that Christ has the preeminence in all things. As God, he has the preeminence because everything was created through him. As a man, i.e., as a creature, he has the preeminence in creation. So in Here in this one verse, we have both creator and creature linked together, and Christ is both. How marvelous, how wonderful, how profound. Amen. Let's join Witness Lee. The main subject, uh, the main purpose of this book is to uh, show us that Christ is everything that Christ is all. In this universe, there are two categories of things or of beings. Number one, we could see there is the creator. And number two, there is the creation. The creator and the creation. If Christ is everything, If Christ is all the things, he should be, firstly, the creator. And he should be also the creation. Logically speaking, if he is only the creator, but not the creation, then he is not all. This book says, Christ is all. Christ is all-inclusive. If he's everything, he has to be 
both the creator and the creation. Ron, in this very short opening word, Witnessly presented that in the universe there are only two categories of beings. First, there's the creator, and second, the creation or the creature. Chapter 3, verse 11 says that Christ is all and in all. If we join this verse with the one we opened the program with, chapter 1, verse 15, what is the inescapable conclusion that we have to uh, surmise? The inescapable conclusion that we have to arrive at is that Christ is all. But we have to, on the one hand, speak this clearly, and on the other hand, understand it correctly. This is not pantheism. That is an abhorrent, heretical, devilish notion, Mm -hmm. identifying the physical creation with God. That's saying that God is a rock or God is a tree. Right, right. right. You have these two categories. You have the creator, and then you have the creatures or creation. Well, Christ in his deity, which is eternal and absolute, is the creator. But Christ became a part of creation. He became a creature, but only with respect to his humanity. As the creator, he is preeminent. As a creature, among the creatures, he is preeminent. But we should not be misunderstood as saying that Christ was somehow created as a divine being by God. That is heretical. Right. We utterly repudiate that. I'd like to say again, the underlying thought of Colossians is that Christ is all and in all. He is everything. He is the reality of every positive thing. So we see a flowing river. Christ is the real river of water of life. You might have had bread today. Christ is the real bread. We're not saying that loaf of bread is Christ. We're saying the real bread, the real breath, the real water, the real air, the real light, it's all Christ in spiritual significance. This is the point that we want to drive home because this is what God is revealing to us in the book of Colossians. Ron, the Apostle Paul was laboring, it seems, uh, fighting almost for the Colossians to bring them back from these uh, many things we've talked about in previous programs, things that had replaced Christ, uh, been become substitutes for him and were occupying them. And I think that uh, is going to be evident again in this coming section. It's based on, I think, Colossians 2.18. Let me read this as a backdrop for Witness Lee's portion. Let no one defraud you by judging you unworthy of your prize in self-chosen lowliness and the worship of the angels, dwelling on the things which he has seen, vainly puffed up by his mind set on the flesh. More things here that have occupied and replaced Christ in the Colossians. Let's go back to Witness Lee. To know one clause, one phrase of the Bible, you need the whole book. This book, number one, tells us that Christ is all. He is everything. Why Paul told the Colossians such a thing? That Christ is everything. Just because the Colossians brought in the angels. 
as the mediator. They thought Christ could not be the mediator. God is high, Christ is also high. Christ cannot be the mediator. We need the angels to be the mediators. Then Paul told them, you have to realize that Christ is the head of all the angels. As long as you have Christ, you don't need to rely upon the angels. Christ is everything. Christ is not only your Lord. Christ is also the mediator. He is the best mediator. You are right. God is high. You are right. You are low. This is all to get right. But don't bring in the angels. If you still need the angels, you have never been made full. But in Christ, you have been made full. You are short of nothing. To you, Colossians, it seemed that you were still short of something. You were still short of mediator, short of kind of mediation. So, beside Christ, you bring in the angels. Yet you have to know, Christ is the head of all the angels. You don't need to worship the angels, because in Christ, you have the head of the angels. It's marvelous. They saw the concept in this book is profound. All the fullness dwells in him, and this all fullness is the full expression of the triune God. Well, there are those words again, marvelous and profound, this time uttered by Witness Lee, Ron. Um, This verse that we read, it points out that the Colossians were being defrauded by a kind of natural humility that eventually led them to the worship of angels. Most of us prize humility, I think, as a Christian virtue, but here it became a factor in leading the believers away from Christ into the worship of the angels. Let's talk about this. That's what happened. Satan is very crafty and subtle, and he appealed to a natural and religious humility as a way of defrauding the believers from Christ. So this teaching came in, you know, God is so high, you are so pitifully low, and that's the truth. Yeah. And yes, there is Christ, but if you think you can only have Christ, these false teachers would say, you're too proud. You need to lower yourself and humble yourself and realize you need echelons of angels to kind of be mediaries for you. And, uh, oh, to the naturally religious person and to a naturally humble person or someone who's proud and compensating by trying to be humble, this is very enticing. And so now people in our culture will talk about being touched by an angel, right? Mm, And we have a culture, or at least part of our culture is quite, I would say, addicted to to angels and fascinated with angels. All of this comes from Satan. The teaching regarding this function of angels comes from Satan. The humility that make one susceptible to this teaching comes from Satan. It's all part of a strategy to defraud the believers of the Christ who is 
all in all in God's economy. There are angels. The Bible says so. The angels have a function. We appreciate their function. But Paul said in 1 Timothy, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. That's the truth. We don't need angels as go-betweens. We don't need angels as mediators. I don't need an angel to do this. I, like you and all the dear believers, have Christ as our unique, sufficient, adequate, all-inclusive mediator. We are pitifully low, but our Christ is altogether able to redeem us and to cleanse us and forgive us and justify us, then regenerate us and cause us to grow in life until we are absolutely one in him with God. Ron, we want to come back to the verse we opened with today, and that's verse 15 in chapter 1, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. We're going to explore this in some detail in this last section. Let's go to Witness Lee once again. The pure word here in chapter 1, verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God? This all-inclusive one is firstly the image of God. This indicates he is the very God, the creator. He is the image, the expression of the invisible God. You never see God, but here's one expressing him. You see him, you see the image of God. You see him, in other words, you see God. Actually, he's God. Then, the next phrase, the firstborn of all creation. What is this? Isn't Christ both God and man? You tell me. Christ is both God and man. As God, he is the creator. As man, he is a creature. How could you say blood, flesh, and bones are not creatures? How could you say a man is not a creature? Didn't Christ become a man? Didn't Christ put on flesh, blood, and bones upon himself? He did. He became a man with blood, flesh, and bones. Isn't such a man a creature? As God, he is eternal. He doesn't need to be born. But here it says what? Here it says, the firstborn of all creation. Anything that needs to be born must be a creature. This clear word of the Bible, it says, firstborn of all creation. Why Christ as God should be born. As God, he is infinite, eternal, without beginning. Why he need to be born? Because he is not only God. He is God, but to a certain time, he becomes a man. As a man, he need to be born. Even Isaiah 9, 6 tells us, a child is born to us. And this child is the Almighty God. 
And a son is given to us. And this son is the eternal father. Amen. It's wonderful. He's both mighty God and a child. As the mighty God, he's eternal. As the child, he needs a birth. As the mighty God, he's the creator. As the child, he's what? The creator. The creator. This is the truth of the Bible that tells us our Savior Christ. Hallelujah. He's everything. He is the eternal God. He is also the creation. And the first item of the creation. Boy, Ron, here was a skillful attorney, it seemed, in the court of universal truth, making an ironclad case using irrefutable evidence. You were somewhat burdened as we began today that we would not be misunderstood in this. Uh, but it seems the Bible leaves us very little other choice than to acknowledge Christ as both the creator and the firstborn among the creatures. This is the revelation of the scriptures, and apart from giving a kind of concise summary of our ministry on this point, I think it is a good idea that we not add too many words. Christ, as revealed in Colossians, is all-inclusive. He is the reality of every positive thing. He is the very God the image of the invisible God. Everything was created in him and through him and unto him. In brief, he is the very creator. But this Christ became a man. A man is a creature. So Christ in his humanity is a creature. As a creature, he is preeminent among all the creatures. So let no one misunderstand or misrepresent us as teaching that Christ was a creature in the absolute sense that even in his divinity he was somehow created. That is the heresy of Arianism. We repudiate it. It's abhorrent. It's an insult to Christ. Christ's deity is eternal and absolute. But Christ, by becoming a man, became a creature. And as a creature, he is the firstborn, the preeminent one in creation. This is consistent with the revelation of Colossians and the revelation of the Scriptures that in God's economy, Christ is the center, Christ is the circumference, Christ is the centrality, Christ is the universality, Christ is all and in all. This was Paul's Christ. May this become our Christ. Ron, I agree with you. It would be very hard to improve upon the utterance that we heard in that last portion, and particularly the strengthened spirit through which he uttered it. It was a marvelous display of the power and spirit of the Bible, wasn't it? We acknowledge this, and we thank the Lord for this. Okay, our time is up. We have uh, touched a deep, wonderful, and as we used several times in the beginning today, marvelous and profound point concerning our dear Lord Jesus. We hope that you'll uh, contact us about getting the life study message for your own study. If you uh, like to study the Bible, 
This is a point you can sink your teeth into, and this is the tool to use as you do it, and that is this life study of Colossians. You can find out about it if you'll call us toll-free. Our number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. Join us again tomorrow. We'll continue our life study of Colossians. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Colossians, Paul uses a number of special terms for Christ, the portion of the saints, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Colossians reveals that Christ is profound and all-inclusive. The all-inclusive Christ transcends our understanding. Our need is to be infused, saturated, and permeated with him until, in our experience, Christ is everything to us, our food, our drink, our feasts, our holy days, our Sabbath, our new moon, our everything. We must not allow anything to replace Christ or to be a substitute for Him. The printed Life Study of Colossians is available in a three-volume set with a total of 65 messages. To order, call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That number again is 1-888-543-3788.